back, everyone. This is OK Podcast. I'm Hayden. And I'm Kamila. For today's episode, we would like to add a disclaimer before we go any further. We feel that it's very important that we do that before you listen anymore. For today's episode, we will be discussing some very sensitive topics. We're going to be talking about sexual harassment, assault, and rape from within the J fashion community and communities tangent to our own. With the accusations coming to light recently in the media, we at OK Podcast feel that it's important to address the topic as it applies to our community. And with that out of the way, we would like to move on to our regularly scheduled newest events and topics the happy stuff the good stuff we're gonna get into the we're gonna give you some good stuff so for those of you who do not want to listen to the discussion part of this episode you can at least listen to this cool stuff and then you can head on out that's completely fine Mm -hmm. we understand yep so one of our first topics is street fashion europe muck what did i say it's a muck it's like, <laughs> it's a magazine book, and we were very confused to look yeah, at this. It, yeah, but it's very exciting news. See, the Street Fashion Europe aims to use its considerable experience and in industry knowledge to launch a substantial MOOC magazine and book together. That's what was on their about page. And I was just like, oh, okay. So that's why it's called MOOC. All right. And then it goes on further to say the publication will sit closer to a book than magazine and aims to be a resource for experienced J fashion fans that can be referred to again and again. They plan to include interesting articles in history, advanced guides, and beautiful imagery. We want to include a mix of heavy Heavy and light content, but avoid replicating anything commonly found in blogs and YouTube channels. They encourage submissions from within the J Fashion community, but will select from pitches to keep their content high and in line with our vision for the MOOC. We will pay included submissions royalties according to the percentage of content provided. Yeah, so any of you out there looking for a side hustle, this might be a good thing for you. Yeah, exactly. Add to that kawaii resume. Oh, please. And also that kawaii budget that everyone so desperately needs. Right, right. I think it's a really interesting project. They're asking for, like, article pitches and illustration pitches, like, people to just submit those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, oh, that sounds like a really cool opportunity. I'm happy to see where it goes. The next really cool event that we have to tell you guys about is the Keep It Secret pop-up shop. Keep It Secret is the official UK supplier for Galaxy merchandise, and it's having a pop-up shop at Rex the Concept Store in Bristol, December 2nd to 16th. So any of our Australian friends or viewers Mm -hmm, out there able to go to that, definitely check it out. You can get that Galaxy merchandise that... It's very hard to come by unless you are in America or Japan. Yeah, and I think they may have other things, too, besides Galaxy. Um, I don't know, like, if it's, like, a brand, but just, like, general kawaii goods, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, check it out. And if any of our listeners go out there, definitely keep us updated. We'd love to see what's there. Mm-hmm. Our last cool event is the holiday pop-up shop that's happening in San Francisco. It's a pop-up shop full of independent J fashion designers from all over the country. It's going on from December 16th through the 17th at Carousel Consignment, San Fran. It has like a SF at the end. So I'm I'm thinking it's like San Francisco again. <laughs> 
So now this is also a bit of an event, but also personal news. Kamila's <laughs> gonna be doing some cool stuff for soon. Oh my gosh, don't make me blush. Please right. tell us. <laughs> tell us. I'm so excited for you. So I'm going to Japan. And that's gonna be happening like during like the same time as like that pop-up, which I'm also gonna be sending like my items to. But yeah, I'll be in Japan and the really awesome thing that I'm doing is having a pop-up at the Galaxy Store in Shibuya. Um, So some of my hard decor items will be on sale in Japan while I'm there, and I'll be doing a little, like, meet and greet sort of thing. You know, I don't know that many people in Japan, (laughs) but I'm really excited for those that, like, reached out to me and said they were going to come, and so I'm really glad about that. Oh, that's Um, so cool. Like, people in Japan have already, like, like, I'm going to this event. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) it's like americans that know (laughs) that knew of me before but um maybe they'll bring their japanese friends i mean that's true this is an amazing opportunity yeah yeah and just anybody who comes by the store too just like i don't know just being there i've only been to japan once and that time i was like little and i only knew about like anime and manga and had no idea what fashion was i saw some um, Gao girls and I was like what's that why are they wearing like school uniforms <laughs> and the translator person was just like oh um some people just really like school and I was like what? <laughs> but now I know like I was just like oh that was a really cool thing <laughs> so are you going to be having a translator or are you relying on yourself I'm going to be having a translator because my dad is a DJ he goes all over the world and he DJs and so he's having a gig there around the same time so I'm going to be able to borrow his agent for a little bit um, to be able to have some translation. Very cool. But yeah, we are super, super, super excited for Kamila's pop-up shop and it's going to be awesome and I want to see all the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'll be taking plenty of them. Please. So now we have our Kawaii Spotlight. We have a few different things going on. Mm-hmm. First off, the Listen Flavor Lucky Pack is now available for pre-order on Tokyo Otaku Mode. This is the 2018 Lucky Pack. It costs $102. It comes with a short sleeve shirt, cut so, and a hoodie, a top, and a top or a bottom. That's your mystery item. That's why it's the lucky pack. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, top or a bottom. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not sure if you can pick whether you want the top or bottom. I think it's just kind of luck of the draw type thing. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I personally love Listen Flavor. I wanted to buy so many things in their shop there. I really like what they're combining there because they have like a dark purple shirt and then like a light purple shirt and then a black shirt. So then it's just like a good little combination. You get some black, you get some pastel, you get some primary color, some bold colors. So good for any occasion. Yeah, good for any kawaii occasion. Our next kawaii spotlight is the new Kitty Kitty series from Hanuli. Hanuli is a Korean Lolita brand and the new Kitty's Kitty's print is really cute. It kind of has a very modern vibe. Yeah. Where I could see this print being on like any dress that you could find at like Forever 21. Right, right. It's definitely not an angelic pretty where there's like a lot of frills or 
like mm-hmm. layering to the dress. It's a very simple, crisp and clean silhouette. Yeah. And our final kawaii spotlight are the new releases from Hellcat Punks. Hellcat Punks is definitely more of a visual K punk goth type mm. style, but they have a lot of new releases that would have been good for Halloween. I love the creepy cute aesthetic, even though yeah. it's not all like, year round. Even though it's not something that I do too often, mm-hmm. I think it's something that I definitely want to incorporate more into my style. Right, right. And it's a lot of black and red, black and green. You Just know. black with everything. Yeah, black with everything. I think my favorite is the plaid pants just because I'm super into the punk aesthetic. Yeah, it really like works out because I think a lot of the brands have that uh, black and pink Menhera sort of vibe. This store definitely has those other black combinations that you may want if you want to be like truly punk or a visual K. I really like this shirt too. It's um, a long black tunic with green and red long sleeves. And it says, bad is the new good. And Mm -hmm. I really like that shirt. It really speaks to me. And I might have to figure out how to get it because I'm falling in love with it while I'm looking at it. I like the saying of it, bad is the new good. All right, now we're going to hop into our discussion. I would like to remind all of you we are discussing very sensitive topics. If you feel the need to click out now, that is totally understandable. Please do so to protect yourself and take care of yourself. We want that to come first. Facebook already inundates you enough with, like, bad news. (laughs) Yeah. It's December, and it's that time of the year where you start planning which conventions you're going to attend next year. Of course, you want to pick conventions with the most J-fashion-oriented events, panels, guests, and vendors. I definitely wanted to attend next year's RefroCon, either as a guest or a vendor. I asked Hayden about some options, and he mentioned some of the conventions featured on AnimeCon.org, such as Anime Midwest and calling out the leak. And I know that Hayden is newer to the Midwest. Very so, new. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of like, what was your first impression of anime Midwest and Con Alt Delete as J Fashion goes? Yeah, at first I was really excited. Um, I had a lot of friends from the Midwest already, and they had a lot of great things to say about it. And I was excited to go and see them because I don't get to see my friends too often with school and podcasting and work. It just gets really hectic. So I thought this is going to be a good weekend that I can set aside and hang out with people. But then Kamila informed me. I had heard about this, but it quickly slipped my mind. Yeah. Um, these two cons were both run by Ryan Kopf, and that immediately made me pull out from going. For those of you who don't know, Ryan Kopf is the head of Anime Midwest, Con Out Delete, and a bunch of other Midwest conventions, and has multiple accounts of sexual assault and rape against him. Some yeah. of these were official police reports yes. that have been posted online. So these aren't just, like, people's testimonies. Yeah, or rumors or, like, they're things that you can read yourself. So knowing that, I decided that I couldn't go and feel good about myself knowing that I was supporting a person who has several different accounts of sexual assault against him. 
and they had like some really good um, events going on in in the past, like Masako coming to Anime Midwest, and then Deadlift Lolita as a musical guest. This year they have the Lolita Tea Party and fashion show featuring um, guest designers from Baby the Stars Shine Bright and Alice and the Pirates. And that was why this conversation originally popped up because I saw the Lolita Tea Party event Mm -hmm. and I was really excited. I was like, I'm getting my first AP dress soon. I can go to this in Lolita and it's going to be a super fun time. I sent it over to Kamila to put into this episode and she said, no, we're not covering that in a positive light. I was like, wait, what? Why? And she was like, "Uh, hello, look this way, my dude. I was like, oh, crap. And it's kind of hard to like... To know, like, especially with Ryan, he has so many um, conventions at it, like Connaught Delete, Anime Minneapolis, Anime Zap, and then you got Anime Midwest. He has, like, a lot of different conventions that he's the head of. Or at least helping to organize. Yeah, helping, or at least. So that was exactly my experience. Also, those conventions are a lot cheaper than Anime Central. So it's definitely a draw for a lot of my friends. Um, before these incidents occurred. And these aren't the only events tainted by the behavior of bad organizers. There are the infamous John and Denise Lee that organize Anime Matsuri and own Shop in Wonderland. Those two are in Texas. At the convention, foreign fashion guests have been denied translators and um, stocks stolen from Baby the Star Shine Bright and not compensated or returned. And John sexually harassing Lolitas with sexual questions and insults, claiming that they're a part of his sense of humor. Asking um, stuff like, send me nudes, when this is supposed to be a professional environment. Right. There are screenshots all over the internet that yeah. you can find of him doing this to guests and uh, other Lolitas. Yeah, and also like people that he's working with to put on um, the shows and, and manage Facebook pages. It's just really creepy, some of these comments, because at first you can kind of see it as like, okay, I guess that one was a joke, but it was a little creepy. And then, like, another comment is just like, oh, that's like, if you're constantly, like, being in contact with this person and they're making those sorts of really uncomfortable jokes all the time. It wasn't just an isolated case. Yeah, it's not just an isolated case. Right. He's very pompous. He believes Anime Matsuri is the convention for J fashion. Which is ridiculous because that's RuffleCon. That is the whole point of RuffleCon to be a convention for J fashion. So I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. Right. Right, right. I think he's just like, oh, I, I, I bring the vendors. And then the Lees were considered to be Kauai ambassadors at some point. John had to step down from, from being Kauai ambassador because of all of the petitions. I saw that there were some petitions and things like that. And so he stepped down. As far as I know, as far as what I read, his wife still remains one as far as we know. So there's a whole fiasco with Linda as well, the owner of the Angelic Pretty San Francisco franchise. There weren't (laughs) many fans of her attitude, but when she posted a meme defending Nazis as, quote, at least they were doing it on their own dime, 
end quote, as opposed to the football players that kneel during the national anthem. She was met with a firestorm in the Lolita community. So thanks to them, she resigned from her position. We don't know if she still has any other connections to the store or franchise at all, but it was a really immediate, at least in the time that usually things take, reaction to the community's backlash in America. We bring this up because a lot of people still don't know about these issues and therefore still end up supporting these people. This year, Baby the Starshine Bright Designers, our guests at Con Out Deletes, Lolita Tea Party, and they're having a fashion show. People are going to that, and designers have a hard time finding out about these things as well. Not to mention, there are those who see the issues and don't even care. Kathy Cat concerning Shop in Wonderland. Kathy Cat is a popular fashion YouTuber now featured in her own segment in NHK World, and she recently promoted the Shop in Wonderland brand. Many of her fans commented not understanding why she chose to back mm-hmm. the brand, considering that there is so much evidence showing that John Lee has been sexually harassing his guests at his conventions. However, there were no statements made by her clarifying why she did that. I just recently looked on her Facebook page last night and there were still no statements coming out from her about why she chose to do this. Those that were dismayed felt Kathy had to know since news about the Lees developed a couple years ago, but there were others that made it seem like it wasn't her responsibility to boycott the brand, even if she did know since, quote, the modeling industry is filled with sexual predators anyway, it's life, end quote. A quote taken from another source states, So long as the product quality and price are good enough, I usually don't care about the owner's scandal unless it involves me directly. I'm sorry, but I feel that's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's really gross, and it's really just short-sighted. I mean, I feel like it's almost like a bigger problem here in America. Like, if it's not affecting certain people directly, they feel like, why should I do something about it? They feel, like, offended that someone would even bring it up. The comment about how the modeling industry is filled with sexual predators, you don't just pass that off as being life. Yeah. There should be a need and desire to weed those people out. Right. Basically, if you see something, say something, you know, not just to, like, hide your head in the sand. That was also, like, a man commenting, and I'm trying to think, well, maybe this has something to do with his perspective. He's just like, you know, boys will be boys. This is what happens. Yeah, and it's just... It's such a lazy viewpoint to take Mm -hmm. on things. It happens, so I'm just going to let it go. Well, you know what also happens? Murder. Right. (laughs) Murder happens every day. Right. But, you know, it's just life. We shouldn't punish those people or anything. Yeah, it really is just a selfish response because people in the J-fashion community have tried to distance themselves from the idea that their fashion choice is part of a fetish or... And having those people inside the J-fashion community only reinforces that idea that there are creepy people or weirdos inside the community. And it's already difficult to find safe spaces for people within a subculture now. More and more often, I see Fairy K folks disclaiming that their fashion is not for the fetish and kink communities on Tumblr. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to kink shame, but I do believe that sex and uh, sexual implications have a proper time and place. Definitely. 
And within a consent, f- it's all about consent. Exactly. <laughs> and within a fashion subculture that has a lot of minors involved, yes. that is not the time or the place. Uh, sorry. Like, <laughs> especially if they're not saying, hey, I'm doing this for a sexual reason. Please contact me. Yeah. If they're not saying that, then leave them alone. Leave them alone, right. Yeah, it makes it really difficult. Just like last night, you posted that article from Harajuku Day saying that they had to ban some guy, uh, I think his name is Angelo, from any future Harajuku Day events. And if you see him, to alert someone because he was sexually harassing people people at these fashion events. More and more weirdos and creepers getting into and infiltrating our ranks and making these safe places for us unsafe. Even in the nerd and fandom community, people have been trying to separate the stereotypical idea that men in these communities are sexual deviants and that women are sexually unskilled. And I find that the allegations, again, reinforce the ideas that have permeated this nerd and J-fashion culture up until the 80s to late 90s. Yeah, we really want to, like, keep accepting, like, new people who, you know, may be, like, already dressing in the fashion or they just want to, like, see and observe and, like, learn more about different sort of culture or lifestyle. But we need to make sure that when these problems do arise, people talk about them and take the steps to, like, try to get them out. (laughs) Yeah, there should be. And I just feel that the fact that there isn't a desire from some people to get rid of the people who give them a bad reputation is just so lazy. And it's so unhealthy for other people, especially Mm -hmm. minors who come into these communities. And then there's the issue that besides the fact that sexual harassment or abuse of power can continue to happen if these people aren't stopped. It's the problem that in the course of trying to oust these people, we could be sending the wrong messages to brands that we love. And the Midwest is covered by cons that Ryan is involved in. Yes. And there are a lot of people who are boycotting these conventions in their entirety, including vendors. But this means that the designers may think that the Midwest doesn't have interest in J-fashion. There's nothing lucrative there for them. That causes a disconnect between the brands and the community that's here. Possibly less events are going to come here because that's what they think is going on. Since there's not a good way for us to contact them directly to say like, hey, these specific conventions People are boycotting them for these reasons. Maybe go to a different one. But it's also specifically with the Ryan situation. There's like, oh, okay, look, six conventions you can no longer go to. You might not be able to reach the Midwest market except two or three different two events. or three different events. So yeah, it really like you know messes with the community here as far as like being able to to gather at conventions that are both like affordable and exciting. And safe. Thankfully, Angelic Pretty had become aware of the situation and made a statement that they are distancing themselves from Linda. If we were able to facilitate a response from other designers concerning shady events and people, I think it would be a lot better for our community overall. Definitely. So what do you think about, like, how much should we hold people responsible for supporting these events or shops? If you knew someone that was just like, yeah, I know about these things, but I'm still going to go. You know, I always like to think of the world as a gray area. 
If it was something like smaller, things that don't really affect people's lives, it'd be like, okay, yeah, I understand. But things like sexual assault and racism affect people every single day. And Mm -hmm. that, for me, is just something that I cannot put up with. I am not okay with being close to the people who are okay with supporting the people who have those ideas or ideals. it's That's definitely like a huge part of the issue and just um, reading some of those comments even though like I don't know who those people were, you know, they were just like... Facebook uh, commenters. Fa- Facebook commenters, you know, live journal commenters, different things like that, but just to see that there were people that were within the community that thought those things I was just like whoa like most of us are like overwhelmingly at least vocally at least what I can see because sometimes you're in like an echo chamber when you're on Facebook you're just surrounded by your friends who kind of think a little bit similarly and I'm just thinking like overwhelmingly in the Houston Lolita community does not support the Lees for example and a petition from regular people who shop at Angelic Pretty allowed for Angelic Pretty to be made aware of the situation and end up making, I I don't know how those things happen where it's just like, oh, I just, I resign now. So I'm just like, is would, would you call that firing or urging or, you know, gave mm-hmm. the push for the resignation of Linda? But there's still obviously people who support these events. And I think like maybe every year we need to just like make sure maybe we put a little post up and say like, Hey, you might not know about this. Ryan Conf conventions include these, and this is what he's been accused of. And just like put it out there. You don't have to like rant about it if you don't want to. Kind of just like putting that information up there because also on the Kathy Cat thread, there were a lot of people who were just like, Oh, I didn't know about this. Like, can somebody give me a link of what this brand or the owners of it are involved in they didn't know there were a lot of people who didn't know and I didn't know until that conversation was posted up and I was just like oh man I need to like look into this and make sure that I'm not contributing to this and I know people who are not involved in the J fashion community so maybe they don't know but they were talking about like oh yeah I just bought my tickets for anime Matsuri and I'm just like oh um (laughs) yikes and it's it's really disappointing to see that kind of stuff coming from the community that you love so much and the mm-hmm. people that you love so much. Right. Because I was a huge fan of Kathy Cat. I loved her videos. Now, the fact that if she reads her comments at all on her Facebook, mm-hmm. she should be aware of what's going on or what has been happening with the Lees. And right. the fact that she has not stated anything about it. It's like she's turning a blind eye to it yeah. and like she doesn't care about it. And it's just and like, that's, what do you do about that? Like, yeah, do you and just stop watching Kathy Cat now? Or do you keep pestering her? Like, it's just. Yeah. And of course, these are just how I view her actions. I'm not saying this is how she is, but the fact that she hasn't said anything about it makes me feel like she has just decided to shrug it off. There we all go. All right. All right. Ooh. It's doing it. <laughs> so. The question that we have for you is, what do you think the solutions are to solving... I wouldn't want to say solving because I don't think there really is a way to solve this. What do you think the solutions are for letting more people know about these bad characters 
in the community or maybe even talking to like other people outside the community too because if you're outside of the lolita community you might not even know about these things but you're still interested in j fashion so you're still gonna go to like um the events because you're just like oh you know this person's selling. I want to go and get that. Or I'm a vendor. I'm a vendor and I sell mostly like casual wear. I didn't know for a while about anime Matsuri. Like what are solutions for that? More awareness and maybe even solutions for like how can we get the designers to be aware of these things? And how can we make our spaces more safe? The fact that we do have minors in our community, I fear for them. Right. I don't want them to be hurt or affected by creepers and weirdos yeah. and sexual assaulters yeah. in our community. Especially if they're going to be applying for these fashion shows. They could be coming into contact with some of these people that condone this. Give us your ideas as to how we can make the J fashion community a better place and make it safer for everyone involved. So that's going to wrap up this episode of OK Podcast. Join us next month for another episode. My name is Hayden. And my name is Kamila. See you all next time.